Hey everyone, welcome to Jodo's World. Why, Merry Easter. Ah, we're recording this on a glorious Easter Sunday. Glory be to him, praise Yar. him. Ah, it'd be a glorious Easter. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> the Roman legions came out in swathes and were like, we did it. We have caught and compromised to a permanent end, Jesus, Jesus. who is called the Christ. <laughs> I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick, the other one of the co-hosts. Wait, that's not what I say. That's not what I say at all. Close enough. Yeah, it's good. You're not, you're not you know, top mark, not top marks, but, you know, 90%. Look, eight out of ten words, you know. Eight out of ten countdowns. Yeah. I'm Liam, and this is the 24th <laughs> episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, which is the 176th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole. Mm -hmm. Covering chapters 693 through 696 of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure manga by Hirohiko Araki. We are careening towards 700 That's very true. quickly. This is the final episode of the second batch of mm -hmm. Netflix's Stone Ocean. Mm. And we kind of are doing a jailbreak, kind of, but probably not. A jailbreak occurred and the name of this episode is Jailbreak. Yeah, but it's like they didn't actually leave the jail. There was no like heist sequence of them being like, yeah. now, now distract the guard and watch out for the security cameras and crawl under this box for a while. I guess they are literally distracting the guards. Kind of. By giving them memento disease. Yeah, but it's just like... Nothing what? about cameras or anything else that we know this prison has. Nah, none of that. No Charlotte, so... No Charlotte. Oh, All right, Charlotte. Yeah, they're, Charlotte. they're about to like leave through the main gates and the warden shows up with a Charlotte in each hand. Uh, uh. Rips off his shirt to reveal he's super jacked. And he's got another Charlotte on each. This like... is my stand. Good to Charlotte. My God. It's his final form. <laughs> It's a crocodile that fights you. That's his stand. Which we've already done in this story. But yeah. it was an invisible corpse. But now it's like every Charlotte is just part of the stand, right? So you have Every like... Charlotte is part of the stand. Yeah, so each Charlotte is just you mean like... The, the puppets? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Not so just like... everyone named Charlotte. Well, I mean, I don't want to rule anything out here. Other than our patrons, Liam, who I will rule out right now by saying that we still have some. Wow. I know. Can you believe that? I can. After all this time. After all we've done for them. After everything that we believed in. Everything that we sacrificed for them. Yeah. But our then, lives, our jobs, our good names. Our mental well-being. And our physical well-being. <laughs> Let me tell you, we still have patrons out there. Wow. Giving us money for no real reason. Thanks. Particularly. Well, moving on. Particularly this week's patron, Timu. Timu. Is that, uh, that uh, League of Legends character, Timu? Yeah, 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 yeah. Timu is, um, is, is Timo's younger oh, brother. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Um, he's like. I wasn't doing a bit. He was a young rapscallion. He was caught up in the equivalent of Detroit in League of Legends. Which is. Uh, the green bit. <laughs> sure, yeah, the jungle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was brought up in the jungle. <laughs> like Lord Greystoke, aka Tarzan. <laughs> What? Is that his actual name? I think so. Oh my god. Wait, is that the name that they give him when he like goes to London? It's like, he's Lord. No, it's like his parents, Lord and Lady Greystoke, died oh. in the plane crash that left him to grow up in the jungle. Oh shit. And thus he became Tarzan. Yeah. The one and only. King of the jungle. King of the jungle. King of the monkeys. Or king of the gorillas. King of beasts. King of beasts. King of fighters too. <laughs> Available now. <laughs> Thank you, Timu, you beautiful bastard. Nick. Yeah? Shut up. Why? Because the time has come for me to share no some words of wisdom. Yes. From yes. my very good friend, close confidant, and kind of a crazy weirdo, Hirohiko Araki. Can we get him on the podcast as a guest? Here he is now. Hi. I heard that you guys I were speak recording. perfect English. God, if and it I turns sound out, just like Liam. If it turns out that Araki can speak some English. And he still talks the same way as he does as an author's notes in English. I'll be immensely happy. Here's what he has to say. For research, I went to the city of Orlando, Florida. It's a city full of theme parks. And in that regard, it's quite strange compared to the rest of the world. In short, I'd say that it's a city where people's hopes and dreams have taken form. Even the weeds and puddles seem to have been planned and constructed. And all the people walking around seem to be happy. 
Usually that kind of thing makes me anxious, but it actually felt like a place where I could calm down and relax. Hiroika Araki, big fan of Orlando, Florida. Apparently just a massive fan of Monday. Is, is that like Disney? Florida. Is that Disney World location? Uh, uh maybe. I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, it, it could be. I don't think Disneyland's in Florida though. Disney it? World. Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida. There you go. Fuck you. <laughs> just filled with theme parks. Everyone loves Disneyland. Everyone loves theme parks. Everyone loves a roller coaster ride. Except Tom Scott, who has a fear of roller coasters. Who's that? He's a YouTuber guy. Um, what does he do? What's his whole gimmick? He's like edutainment, I guess. On what, um, on what subject? Uh, well, random like infrastructure and... Oh, okay. And like... Is he defunct land? No, he is not defunct land. Oh, although, okay. he has a weird adjacency to defunct land, I guess. Okay. Where, where he will just go somewhere and be like, I remember when this was going to be the future of technology. But now, it stands here as a monument to mankind's failure. Oh man, like uh, Ozymandias. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except the Breaking Bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is a child I took from my wife. And today, I'm going to tell you about why I'm right, looks at baby. I may have made a very big mistake. Nick. Yes. This episode. Jailbreak. Jailbreak. Ellipses. Wait, were there ellipses? Yep. Oh shit. Jailbreak. Oh, no wonder my predictions are so off. Jailbreak. You know, that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We open with some very important coordinates. Some of the most important coordinates you'll ever hear in your life. These might be the coordinates that I will never forget ever again. Oh yeah? (laughs) Then recount them. 28 degrees longitude and 84 degrees latitude. You know, you were surprisingly close. You did get get the latitude and longitude flipped, but you were surprisingly close in terms of the numbers. Okay. North latitude, uh-huh. 28 degrees, 24 minutes. Ooh. West longitude, 80 degrees, 36 minutes. Oh, classic. Heaven will appear there. And more <laughs> on that at the end of the episode. I, I can't believe I have to wait till the end of the goddamn episode to talk about this. But that's fine. That's fine. We'll get there. We'll get to that. This, this pure insane theme park. We do a little bit, a quick whip around to, you know, remind everyone that uh, Poochie's leaving the prison. Jolene's got memento disease, as does Emporio. Yep. And um, Mew Mew, aka Muccio Mueller, is like, <laughs> Yeah, everyone loves Muccio Mueller. Yeah, I'm the head guard of the prison secretly. <laughs> Which makes no sense, but makes perfect sense, Elaborate. I guess. Well, like... If no one can remember who the head guard is, I guess it makes sense that she can just become the head guard. But like, no, she is the head guard. I know she's the head guard, but it's like, if she was going through an interview process, like, why are we here? It's like, you're going to give me the head guard. You know, people oh. can remember her identity. I refuse. I refuse <laughs> to believe this. It's just like, she was disguising herself as an inmate for last, like, last episode for no reason, really. Yeah, True. True, unless it was like her day off and everyone's like, hey, Mew Mew. I'm here in my CVs. I'll just pretend to be a prisoner. I'll hang out with the prisoners who I love so much. Why don't you go home, Mew Mew? I just like it here, you know. Jolene is in the prison movie-torium, ruining movie night. As she is to do. Um, There's this guy. He looks like a dark Columbo. No, he doesn't. But like, sure. (laughs) That's not what Columbo looks like. No, but it's what Columbo would look like in like a dark universe, you know? No. <laughs> he's, he's got like a... a like Maybe a if thin... they remade Columbo today and cast, a, cast someone entirely too good looking, that's what <laughs> Columbo would look like. Yes. If they got... Like Pedro... how they got um, uh, Kenneth Branagh to play Poirot. Who's Kenneth Branagh? He's a director. Uh, he directed Thor and Hamlet. And oh. he was Poirot in Murder on the Orient Express. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Well, you don't even know who he is, so why do no, you have an opinion? But directors getting actors' jobs. I, uh, I don't know. But anyway, there's this guy with, like, a tiny little thin moustache. And he's like, something's off. I've got to do some movie stuff. Uh, uh, and Jolene just keeps rewinding the same bit because she can't remember. She's like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this guy going into the building? And everyone's like, shut Stop up. Stop rewinding it. Now I can't remember. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, cool. Eh. Uh, Babadook, come on, get out of here. Now, there's a bit of trivia, a couple of bits of trivia about this sequence that I want to share. Okay. This is uh, from one of the famous manga slash anime differences. (gasps) Oh, my God. Um, In this sequence... um, Do we know what this movie is? I was about to say. In the manga, she's watching the um, real-life movie From Hell. 
uh, from which hell. I'll talk about in a moment, mm. which stars Johnny Depp, and in the manga she uh, in the manga she does name drop Johnny Depp. Oh, oh, okay, interesting. Uh, and also, as people yell at her, she starts going like, um, she's going on. Hang on, I'll see if I can pull up the quote. Um, <laughs> I wonder if this is the same from hell that I'm thinking of. Jolene is passing through the movie room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a bunch of prisoners are watching a particular movie and see if you can guess what it is. Okay. She says, hey, I know this movie. I saw it a thousand times when I was a kid. Bruce Willis is actually dead and he's a ghost. <laughs> That's how it ends. <laughs> and then do all the prisoners just go, what the fuck, yeah. dude? <laughs> oh my God, amazing. Now I'm going to go ahead on a limb and say this is the... Um... Uh, is this Iron Man 1 by any chance, maybe? <laughs> yes. Ah. Uh, no, uh, so, yes. So, so she's what? Th- there's a bunch of people watching Sixth Sense yeah, in, yeah. A se- in a sequence in the manga of this episode. Yeah. But uh, apparently, according to the JoJo wiki, the movie she is rewinding over and over again is From Hell, hmm. uh, which was a... Was this the Alan Moore graphic novel? About Jack the Ripper? Yeah. No, I doubt it. Oh. But that's famously what someone who wrote one of the uh, purported Jack the Ripper letters signed it off at with, you know, from hell. Oh. Jack or whatever. Oh. Never knew this. From Hell is a 2001 period detective film uh, loosely based on the graphic novel of the same name by Alan Moore and Eddie well, Campbell. Well, well, you sure well, showed me. is isn't the consequences of my actions. The film stars Johnny Depp as Frederick Aberline, the lead investigator of the murders uh, and of Jack the Ripper, and mm. Heather Graham as Mary Kelly, a prostitute targeted by the Ripper. <gasps> Nick, what do you know about Jack the Ripper? Well, he loved to kill prostitutes mm-hmm. because they were easy targets. Yes. They were on the streets and so was he. Speculated it to potentially have been a man with medical training of some sort. Mm, due to his almost clinical-like killings. And the, I think the likely implements used... Mm. Some kind of sore scalpel stuff. I mean, I can't remember the finer details. Um, All I know is he killed some people and most of them were prostitutes. Yeah, in uh, Whitechapel. Which is yeah, a, which is a... Kind uh, of the Camarocho of its era. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, <good> God, <laughs> um... <laughs> I was literally about to say, Whitechapel is a deathcore band. And now all I'm thinking is them being like, what up? We are Camarocha. Jack the Ripper rips off all the clothes on his upper body to reveal his huge tattoo of, what would be a Western, um, of like Dracula or something. What? Of like his stand Dracula or just a tattoo of Dracula? A tattoo of Dracula. That he just happens to have. Like a big back tattoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm with you, but like. Does that mean he's part of some gang that's just like, yeah, we've all got cool, weird monster tattoos? Well, because everyone has, everyone in Yakuza has tattoos of like creatures yeah. from Japanese folklore. So, so he's, so, so he's Jack the Dracula. No, he's Jack the Ripper. No, but you know how we've got like Kiri the Dragon because he has a dragon tattoo. Yeah, but no one else has a literal. Oh, I guess they don't call him like the Koi. No, no, that's true. But still, you could have like, I'm Jack. The, the Dracula. Why don't you just say Drac the Ripper? <laughs> Drac the Ripper. Hey, I'm... I'm just thinking someone has a mummy and they're like, Hey, what up? I'm Mumford the Mummy. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck. Everyone in um in uh, Whitechapel Yakuza has like universal monsters on their back. So Frankenstein and also Frankenstein's monster. Oh my God. They, they'd have like a brother relationship. Yeah. Know? It's like father-son relationship. It's, it's the it's the it's the side quest from Like a Dragon where it's like, oh, this is my pet Frankenstein. He he's a docile beast, you know. Never gets out of his cage. He's getting out of his cage. Uh, no, no, don't worry. Well trained monster. <laughs> um, fuck. Who would be the um the werewolf? Ooh. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Fucking. Well, these are made up people yeah, we're talking I know, about. I know, but it's like, who would be the werewolf? We don't we don't have any real people in mind. Anyone from Whitechapel will do. Like Wayland. <laughs> Wayland the Whitechapel werewolf. You know, he's got like the werewolf on his back. This is a great bit and I refuse to let it die. Jolene is kicked out of the movie room. So she goes to the library to read some comics. And with a very particularly familiar looking art style. Hmm. So I... I jumped out of my seat because like, <gasps> it's Oingo Boingo 2. Yeah, so it's basically Oingo Boingo comics. Uh, congratulations on your publication in English, uh, <laughs> Boingo or Boingo or Thoth. 
the stand. Hmm. But do we know if Thoth is controlling the comics? I mean, probably not, but still. Um, I'm not going to recount this comic beat by beat because it seemed kind of lame. Also, I have no clue what no, I was getting at. But there's a huge Frankenstein's monster on the couch <laughs> next to Jolene who is reading her own book of comics and laughing. So I saw her in Akita in person for the first time. A what? It's a breed of Japanese dog. It's oh. fucking huge. Uh, and up close in person, I was like, this thing's head is like twice the size of my head. And that's what this person's head is like. Hang on, have you got a, a photo of this dog? No. I can't like picture in my head how big its head would have to be. I mean, I'll show you a photo, but it's not going to be like banana included for scale. No, 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 but you know. Oh, yeah, but a Shiba for scale. That is a chufty boy. Yeah. That is a large fucking dog. Jesus Christ. An American Akita. Hmm. And that's what this woman on the couch reading comics is uh, like. Jolene's like, what the hell? I don't get this comic at all because she can't remember the setup. Yeah. So she leaves. Oh, away from the large No, she just woman. looks up into the middle distance and says, Oh, why did I come into this recreation room? <laughs> looks down at her hand, sees her reminders. That's right. I'm in a predicament. <laughs> You know when you're at work and like you kind of look away for a second and then you look down at your hand and go, oh, that's right. I'm in a predicament. Yeah, I remember that all the time. Mm, capitalism. Yep. We're in. Okay, anyway. So she's like, okay, the stairs down there lead to Emporio's room, which is where I'm trying to get, but there's so many guards around today. <gasps> no. Mm. And who's this? Fetching fishnets and... Familiar person. Ratty blonde hair. Yeah. Around the corner reading a book. Uh, so I think... This is an amazing bit. Yeah. So Jolene looks at her palm and the lower half of it is obscured by the fingers on her other hand as she reads the note to herself. And the top half says like, if anyone... If anyone looks at you funny... If, yeah, if anyone keeps looking at, your, at my left hand, don't hesitate. And then she unveils the hidden text and it says, just punch. <laughs> Which is great life advice. Yep. And since this, you know, we know it's Mumu keeps looking at her hand, mm. she just punches, but she's already gone. So there's a foot chase. I don't know where all those guards she was wary about have gone. Mm -hmm. uh, but they chase each other through the prison. And Jolene eventually sees one, two, and three location markers for prison hallways. Uh, and forgets what she was running for, why she was chasing Mumu, that she was chasing Mumu. And then she hears angry guards coming and is like, oh no, I was the one being chased. And then... She swears she sees two guards coming. She goes down a different corridor mm -hmm. and yeah. sees another two guards. Oh no. And then she looks back and there's only one guard coming in that first way. And she's because, like, because it's stupid. <laughs> oh, and we see one of them like memory dementia dust away. Yeah. And literally she's the, like... The back half of this whole stand battle yeah. hinges on the fact that if you look at three, if you look at four people, uh -huh. you can only see three of them. No, no, it's four anything. Yeah, but it's always applied to people. Yeah. Oh, bullets once. But, yeah. um, Which but has only come up it, now. It's taken to the logical extension that if Jolene, as she does later in the episode, has Mumu bound by her stand mm -hmm. and then looks and sees three other guards, she'll look back and... Mumu's gone. She'll, she'll, she'll A, forgot Mumu's there, but B, won't be able to see her right in front of her. Yeah, because she can't remember. So stupid. It makes perfect really sense. Really strains credulity. It is a oh. magical power, I guess, though. But it's so dumb. I love it. There's a certain something about embracing the sheer stupidity of this insane setup. The guards round the corner and they're going to shoot Jolene for no real reason. <laughs> uh, but she's not there. And what she did was unraveled herself and put herself on one of their backs. No one can see on his back mm. that Jolene is there. And she looks at her hands like, oh yeah, I need to find Emporio. And he's just down those stairs. Great. I finished that stealth mission. Wow, that was weirdly easy. She finds Emporio repeatedly electrocuting himself. She falls in the electrocuted water but uses her Spider-Man powers to zip out. Yep. I don't think they ever unplug the computer though. Well, I mean, they do destroy it at one yeah. point, but... And we finally get a closer look at um, the image of Mew Mew on Emporio's computer. Mm -hmm. And it's revealing that Mew Mew is the lead guard of the prison. <gasps> what? what? But then why was she masquerading as a prisoner in the last episode? And from this point on, Mew Mew has taken off her orange, like, intestine-y uh, uh, sweater, yep. jumper, to reveal her, coat. her pink non-regulation prison guard uniform. Hmm... Interesting. Mm, the reveal, which was kind of 
brushed over. Again, okay. nonsensical. Like you, neither you or my partner, who was also watching, really reacted to well, that. Well, I think given the incredulousness <laughs> of what's going on already, <laughs> this, you, this was like the least ridiculous thing of the entire episode, where it was like, oh, this is the lead girl. Like, oh, so she has a job. Okay, all right. <laughs> She's not just a prisoner. Oh. She's not just a prisoner weirdly obsessed with keeping everyone in the prison. Yeah, all right. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> Mimiu reveals that she allowed Jolene to find Emporio. Yeah, so that she could follow into Emporio's domain. Yes. Through the wall, into the electrocuted water. Yep, everyone's just passing through his special ghost room. Look at this pop art he's got on the wall. Damn, that is, that's... that's some classic pop art of like a, a woman making a comic face and a man leaning into smooch. Oh, you know that she hates it. And that's what made that kind of art memorable. Okay. Was that we all were like, is this bad? Um, mm. finally, Emporio and Jolene meet, 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 meet up. Meet yeah, up. They don't, they, don't meet, they don't meet up or match up. They yep. meet up. They meet up, um, yep. And like you predicted, having six effective memories to work with does not help at all. They yep. just go through a loop of talking to each other about the situation. And they're like, hang on, why did I come here? Oh, Jolene, you're here. Yeah, so there's a good sequence of like, Emporio is working his way through his logic system mm-hmm. and like speaking it aloud to Jolene and we just flash out and Jolene is like on the other side of the room looking up being like, what am I doing here? Yeah, in a like real kind of like, oh. And then there's a beat and then uh, Emporio is like, oh Jolene, what are you doing here? And it's like, oh Emporio, I came to, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Thankfully, they're saved from being trapped in this eternal purgatory mm-hmm. by Mew Mew showing up and trying to shoot them. Now, this the, the episode from this point on really does... It really does go places. <laughs> and not good places, but fuck is it good. Mew Mew looms in plenty of menacing katakana, letting us know that she's menacing. <laughs> That's what that does, right? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my god, it's Mew Mew. She's menacing. She's menacing us. She's basically like stuck through the wall, but not... It's, it's a little like crack in the wall that people enter through, and she's basically half in, half out. Yeah, so she hasn't got her foot in the electrified water. No, smart. Yeah. That could have really resolved itself. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, fuck. It's like, oh, who's this? Basically, oh, she's no. leaning in like, um, oh, he must have been there and seen my face and heard my name when I activated my stand. Normally I'd let him be, but he's trying to print something out. And I simply can't allow the prisoners of this prison to know that I work for it. Right? <laughs> Just the levels of, like, what is even going on anymore. She pulls out a gun and fires a sh- uh, three shots at Jolene, who effortlessly blocks them. Mm-hmm. But think about those bullets for later. Ooh. <laughs> so now they don't have an image of Mew Mew to latch onto to... No, they do. All right. <laughs> She's running forward. She's going to beat her up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's just not how that works yet. That hasn't started <laughs> happening yet. Soon, soon. <laughs> Mew Mew uh, enters VATS mode and is like, But if I had fired more than four, sh- four shots or more, then her memory would have been impaired off the previous bullets. And, you know, in this context, this makes sense because bullets move so fast and, like, it all happens so quickly that mm. if you can only remember the last three gunshots, then... Liam, are you trying to rationalise... No, I'm saying the... that this bit of it compared uh-huh. to... People turning invisible makes sense. I mean, maybe, but like, I, I get what you're going for. Because you're only going to be able to remember the last three gunshots and bullets are so fast that, like, you wouldn't be tracking them all individually with your eyes, you know? I guess? But I don't know if I would classify it as memory so much as I'm looking at it. But I get what you mean. But you I can only you remember the last three, so. Yeah. yeah, I get you. But then you would just look at the next one. What? Yeah, don't worry about it. You're firing it all at the same time. Yeah. You're not, you're not doing quick time events. I get I get what you mean, but at the same time, like, eh, I don't know. It's still it's still beautifully dumb. It's But I think it's substantially less dumb than the other stuff. Oh, I don't know. It's the it's equal dumb. It's all equal. I tell you dumb. what is real dumb though is Jolene's solution. <laughs> because Mimu fires off like 12 bullets or whatever. Yeah. Um one of them goes through, gets by her and shoots Emporio in the shoulder and also takes out the computer. And uh, at that point she's like, <laughs> you see, you didn't see the fourth Hang on, what did she say? I don't know why there's a room in a place like this and what a little boy is doing here, but I'm definitely going to kill him. 
<laughs> Fucking Jesus. Anyway. That destroyed any record of me. Ha 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 ha. And, you know, Jolene is obviously upset that Emporia has been shot. And mm-hmm. Mumu's like, but even this anger that you're feeling will vanish with the next three pieces of information. Mew, 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 mew. Wait, is that her snide laugh? Yeah, that's not how she actually laughs. But if she was a One Piece character, that's how she would laugh. Ah, I see, I see. Her laugh is just her name repeatedly. Yeah. Because her parents named her Mew Mew. Because of the sound of her laugh. Yes, exactly. And she's a Pokemon. And she's a Pokemon. I I love the arc of these bullets. There's like, you know, basically like a quick still of Mew having fired... One, what, two, three, eight four, eight bullets five, or something? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten bullets mm-hmm. in Jolene. And they're all coming from slightly different angles. So if you, if you think that through, she was basically like waving her hand in an arc and yeah. off, all firing at Jolene. Just a big... It's like a cricket bowler decided to shoot everyone, yeah. but in that direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're all curving as well, and you're like, it's like a hand coming in for... And the final clinch. She very quickly gloats. You won't be able to see more than three of the bullets that are currently flying at you. And yet, <laughs> Jolene, Jolene punches them all. And how does she do that, Nick? Well, you see, the reflection in the puddle is just one image. That's right. It's all about chunking. <laughs> a psychologic, psychology phenomenon uh, that makes oh, memory easier. Oh! All my psych learning just <laughs> I am being sarcastic, but it's not entirely wrong. I mean... It is, but that's fine. Like, I, I see the logic. I also see the logic. The terrible, <laughs> awful, goddamn stupid logic. But I love it. No, like, don't get me wrong. It's incredible. It's JoJo's, baby. Oh, it's JoJo's as fuck. This is like the level of, um... Oh, what was the really stupid thing that happened in part one? Um, I know there were a lot of them, but it was like... What was it? The big leaf thing? The uh, green hammon leaf... Uh, hang glider something like that where we were like that's that's the dumbest thing (laughs) it's like think about how far we've come how deep our depravity into stupidity has gone speaking of part one yeah you remind me of something that I I either learnt recently or knew about when we podcasted part one but since forgot about something about Whitechapel no Go on. Although, of course, Jack the Ripper is famously a villain of uh, George's Bizarre Adventure Part 1 Phantom Blood hmm uh, side quick sidebar to mention that um, I overheard Nick talking about hypothetical Johnny Walker flavors on yeah. Friday night, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. thought that he said loudly Johnny Walker Phantom Blood, and I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Johnny Walker the Ripper, Johnny Walker Phantom Blood, Johnny Walker Dio. Did you know there's a book called Luck and Pluck or John Oakley's Inheritance by Horatio Alger or Alger? When was this written? Because th- this is this is too close to a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Jonathan Joestar thing. Yeah, well, like, of course, uh, famously, the Black Knight Bruford gave him the... Uh, exactly. ...sort of luck and pluck. But, like, did Araki have some kind of influence on this as his timeless 1870s self would have? Or... It predates JoJo's, if that's what you're asking. Look mm. at this book. It's uh, clearly old styles. It's an old book. It's an old, old wooden book. <laughs> What's it about? Let's find out. Let's go on this journey together. The journey that we call JoJo's, JoJo's. World. <laughs> 1869. Hitler rises to power. <laughs> the hero, John Oakley, is a young man of 15. Ooh. He is not tall, but stout and well-proportioned. <laughs> And noted for being stronger than his peers. Ah. He's an admirable horseman and outdoorsman Mm. and known for his frank, brave, generous nature. What a good guy. The foil to this character is his stepbrother and fop, Ben Brayton. Ben Brayton. Although he is older by a year and a half, a year and a half, and taller, he is of a slender figure. Mm. He dislikes exercise. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) He dislikes exercise, and for that he has a cold, dead heart. Ben's mother and John's stepmother married to John's father, Squire Oakley, who died one week previous. (laughs) Mrs. Oakley is by no means handsome. She is tall, thin, sallow, and pale-lipped. Despite their faults, she had something of an ascendancy over the squire. Hmm. That's, that's definitely my type, though. Absolutely. John is threatened because his father's last will and testament left everything to Mrs. Oakley, an estate totaling $60,000. Ooh, that's like a billion dollars now. 
Immediately following the death of the squire, Mrs. Oakley replaces all of the furniture in the house okay. and begins to treat her own son as her only son, leaving John out on the doorstep. <gasps> John! Wait, John's the good guy, right? Yeah. <gasps> John! And I'm sure it goes from there. But yeah. I'm already seeing some parallels between that and Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1 Phantom Blood. Yeah, I mean, obviously they haven't introduced I wonder when the vampires come in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not saying it's just, you know, a rip of, of luck and pluck, but at the same time, it's undeniable. <laughs> God damn! Um, Jolene reveals that she is carved in blood on her fist. That, that's the, all the information we get on luck and pluck. Yep. Is just, there's no link to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in any way other than... It's being it. verbally referenced in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. But is it actually a reference to it? It could not be, right? Well, I don't know. It could just be a, a huge coincidence. Intertextuality, Nick. Oh, I don't it can like be that. whatever you want it to be. Yeah, but um, memento. Well, memento. Jolene reveals that she has carved a final message on her fist in blood or in wounds. In in situ. In in sucho. In in in. What are you trying to say? When they do the stitching, it's like. It's not. She's not done that though. It's like in she's, situ. She's done in situ with fine emporio. <laughs> But now she's corrected it with blood to Avenge Emporio. Ooh, that's character development. Yeah, that's dedication. <laughs> that is Araki's fine writing. Huge punch smashes into the wall next to Mew Mew, who desperately dodges and escapes out the crack in the wall. Mm-hmm. It's like, now I just have to escape because I've destroyed the computer. Not little realising that and we get a shot of Mew Mew's delicious ass. <laughs> it's it's labelled. <laughs> That is not what I thought you would say <laughs> in any lifetime. I mean, it says it. It says it. In that it's Deli Co. Ah, Deli Co. where she bought the, the deli that she bought the pants oh, from. Oh, Deli Co.'s fine purveyor of uh, juicy. No, there, um, there's a stone free thread around um, her utility belt. Thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, so even though she thinks she can escape, she's already been captured. Oh, no. She's already lost. Jolene's like, I'll go after her. And Emporio's like, no, you'll forget. And Jolene's like, no, I'll do it. Now, spoiler There comes a time when you have to move forward. Mm. And that's now. And then she pulls Mew Mew back. And she's all like, what the fuck is this string? Oh, shit. Jolene comes out the wall hard and fast. uh, And then we cut to an ad break. And afterwards, Emporio starts going through that same, why am I injured? I have to print something out, Luke. And we were like, I don't have a printer, he says. (laughs) And more on that later for the climax of the fight. Just this whole episode. Oh, and this we do get a, a significant um, close-up of one of the post-its that was on the side of the computer with a mathematical equation. Now, this, Liam, if you're Nick, a... tell me about the maths of this. Now, I can't remember exactly what this is, but this is... And you're is, of no use to me. There's, this is a genuine... Bona fide actual mathematical equation. N, what is that? A sigma. So, so this is a this is a uh, yeah, it's a sigma. It's an uppercase sigma. So from k equals zero to n, so however large you want to go, you have a subscript k. Yeah, so that's just like a value that you have. Maybe it's one, two, whatever. Mm-hmm. Multiplied by two to the power of k. And k equals zero. No, k, no. Yeah. No. no. K equals zero. Yeah, but then. This sigma means it's the sum. So you go a0, 2 to the power of 0, plus a1, 2 to the power of 1, plus dot, 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 dot. But a- they're all times 0, so aren't they all 0? No, no, a subscript k, so it's a0. I'm going to so, need you to break this down a little more. Uh, imagine in RuneScape, right? <laughs> okay, okay. I, I'm with you. Imagine you're just like, okay, I've I'm got... I'm chopping wood. Yeah, you're chopping wood. You've got log 1 and log 2. Yeah. Log 1 contains, like, 2 wood. Log 2 contains, like, 5 wood. Okay. Yep. A1 is 2. A2 is 5. So it's not equal to 0. It's just saying it's, like, log 1, log 2, log 3, but whatever. But k equals 0. At the start. <laughs> on the grass. Uh, no, but that sigma means plus from here to here. Okay. Of whatever this is. And how does that turn into the solution for into, this fight? Into binary yeah. stuff. So, th- this... <laughs> Do you want us to wait, to wait till we get to the binary? Oh, please, okay. yes. We'll break it up into nice digestible chunks. God, Much like you. binary code does. <laughs> please. Jolene oh. gets a good punch in on Mumu's stand, like breaks its wrist. And it's all like, no! And she's like, she's the enemy I'm after. Can't let her get away. Like wraps up her neck and throat and face. But she's wise to the ways and calls for help with her walkie-talkie Yeah, thing. she and her, she uses her other stand power, control over all guards. <laughs> so Jolene no, looks... Not a stand power. 
Yeah, that was a joke. If you if you were going to correct me, you're too late. <laughs> Just so the listener knows, I've never seen Liam more aggressive. <laughs> like, no, that was a joke. How dare you? Um, Lead guard Mew Mew is being assaulted. Open the gates. So these three guards show up and Jolene's like... <gasps> Three guards. We see some memory fog over her face. And then she looks back down at her wrapped around, her, her lasso, her noose around Mew Mew and it's seemingly empty so she lets it fall empty letting Mew Mew go because she can't see her because she's just seen three other guys. Yeah, falls. Because that's how that works ground. now. Yeah. So she's like, wait, but why was I, why was I here? What was I doing? There's three guards coming. I like how she looks so nonplussed in this sequence. She's, she's just like, huh? Yeah, she's like, wait, wait a minute. Am what? I being chased? And, and then, then something invisible smashes her in the face because now Mew Mew is just invisible, apparently, <laughs> and can beat her up with impunity. Well, there's too many guards. Now you'll never recall that I exist, she says. So Knocks s- her down the stairs, steps on her hands. And it's all like, well, well, well. The guards are going to shoot you to death. Um, and then the guards show up. Jolene looks up, sees three guards. Then there's like, there's like 50... <laughs> like all the guards. Yeah, because... Uh, guard Mimu's Westwood like, is back. Tom Cruise guard is back. No, they're yeah. not. Mew Mew's just like, it's funny that you think there's only three guards and it's basically a Blues Brothers style every single guard <laughs> ever is here. It feels great to watch you get shot to death, she says. Um, and she just can't help herself. She's just gloating non-stop. And I love that you can't see more than three guards. If she just walked away, she'd probably win the fight. Yeah. No one can escape my jailhouse lock. Uh, there is an, a, uh, Jolene's nose is bleeding. There is a significant shot of a drop of blood hitting the floor, but it's not from Jolene. It's from Emporio. <gasps> and Emporio's like, Jolene. From his bullet wound <laughs> in his heart. Jolene, I had to give you. He's fine. Something. He's, look where his wound is. He's fine. That's just through the, the heart. Lower shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's still bleeding. Fresh blood. It's fine. It's all good. Emporio, it's you. Yes, Jolene. I have to print this out for you. So he hands her a napkin, and it's got is is this? It's got some of K, some of two K alpha K. No, that's an A. But yep. So okay. So it's basically binary encoding where binary. Do you want the quote? Oh, please. Binaries. These are binaries. Made up of ones and zeros. I must have computed this. You can print it correctly. And then she does. Right. We're going to imprint it in your memory. Oh. Okay, so if you go back to that formula that we had before that's written at the top of this. So this is what it means. Every single one of these numbers. These ones and zeros. Is one of the A's. So A of zero is like the the first one down at the bottom. Mm Mm-hmm. And then this, like, A of 1 is the next one, A of 2 is the next one as you go across that way. So if you imagine writing a number... Right, right to left? Right to left. So if you write a number, you go, like, 263, whatever. This is, like, the zeroth digit, the first digit, the second digit, the third... Whatever. Nick is moving his hands along theoretical columns. Yeah. So then if you have, like, 1001, zero, zero, one, it would be 2 to the 0 times the 1, and then 2 to the 1 times 0, and then 2 to the 2 times 0, and then... Two to but three it's all times zero. Times, times one, uh, because it's one. Because the one. ones are significant. Exactly. So that is making a bunch of numbers based on where the zeros and ones are. Okay. Now you might be wondering to yourself, how does that imprint into memory? Computers. Computers, Liam! <laughs> that is computer. Wow. And how does Jolene know that? What do you mean? <laughs> that's, what, that's just, what do you mean? How do you <laughs> not know? I thought I explained it really well. Jolene... In- Immediately, immediately intuits what all of this Ooh. means and I just had it explained to me by someone whose eyes I was looking into and I still don't understand any of it. So, uh, so if she's basically on all the zeros, the string yeah, goes Yeah, so we are down. seeing this. So the string is travelling along the paper uh-huh. uh, and every time it hits a zero, it, it goes below the number and every time it hits a one, it goes above the number. Yeah, just like real life. Sure. Uh, and that, <laughs> with enough threads and enough... Paper, there's just this napkin, but with enough numbers and enough threads and, and enough, enough paper, gusto. Uh, it forms a uh, colour-coded picture where the uh, ones are black and the zeros are white, mm-hmm. like on a computer screen. Yep, as you do. Uh, that forms a picture of Mew Mew's face. <gasps> That's full binary! Uh, and by, I guess the idea, like it resolves itself now, so it doesn't matter, <laughs> but I guess the idea is that by keeping this image there, 
Jolene can constantly remind herself who Mew Mew is yes. and what she looks like. Yes. So if they still have the napkin, they still know who they're looking for. Yeah. And this allows Jolene to see her again for some reason. And best of all, this is how all civilizations would come to the same mathematical conclusion. This is how all civilizations would defeat Mew Mew. Exactly. By the power of science. I've waited 176 episodes <laughs> for this moment, and it's all been worth it. This really is the most math-heavy JoJo <laughs> part between the prime numbers and the binary. Just, why is he suddenly bringing in, like, hang on, I've got Eric, it. Eric, he absolutely read about binary, like, a week into the Jailhouse Lock arc. And he was like, oh my god, memory in... Coding. Memory is Bi- RAM. Binary encoding. It's like, no, no, that's not binary. I've got it, Dave. <laughs> I've got it. So Jolene, okay. Yeah, Jolene's pretty cool. She's like, can I consider you my enemy? And Mew is not cool. She's like, she's bluffing. She can't see me. And then Jolene's like, ah, so you are my enemy. Now I've won. She looks cool. She's yeah. like, she's got deep shadows under her eyes. And Mew all like, oh, f- She's heavily front-lit because of all of the rifles with flashlights pointing at her. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, makes sense. Punches the fuck out of Mew Mew. None of the guards can see that. What do, what's doing that. Yeah. Fucks the living shit out of her face. Takes her hostage. She's got a big bloated face. Uh, she's, she's deeply unconscious. Jailhouse lock is deactivated on Emporio and Jolene, but activated on all of the guards. Jolene drops those three bullets from earlier out <gasps> of her hand. Oh my god. And now they are invisible to the guards forever. <laughs> uh, even as they touch them and walk past, like, excuse me, so yeah. sorry. Assassin's so. Creed, move through crowd, hold <laughs> B to push people out of the way. Sorry, I, d- I didn't mean to. Sorry, get out of the way, please. Uh, they do have a quick conversation with Emporio, like, Emporio, I'm leaving the prison. You should also leave, with the, pr- leave the prison. And but I has... understand that you're scared because you were born in the darkness. But sometimes you have to face the light. And I said, oh, he's having a friends versus family moment. And you described it as a, what the fuck are you yeah, talking I said, about, Nick? No, he's not. He doesn't have any family. And I said, the jail is his family. Ah, yeah. He was born in the jail. Does he, does he pick where he comes the, from? The bars were his playmates. Oh. And the other prisoners were his parents. And his, his dad... Was never there for him. And Mew Mew was his mother and, as lead guard. And she also was re- not really there for him either. Wait, but where's Weather Report? He's busy. Where's Anasui? Anasui, yeah. Where is anyone? <laughs> well, you're, you do remember it was justified last week. Of course you He was just it. like talking to Anasui is in the um, medical wing, mm-hmm. uh, recovering from his injuries. Yeah. And Weather Report has been shut up in his cell, unresponsive, since uh, mm. the stuff in the wetlands happened. Yeah. What could it mean? You just go get them. Up. Yeah. They leave. Just, just casually, just like all the uh, guards. Like, and they're, they're going to the medical wing to get Emporio's wounds sorted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hermes is like, hey, Jolene. And they're like, oh, Hermes. Hey, what up? And I do like they, as they're talking to Hermes, they just like prop, like, Mimu's barely conscious form, like, via her chin on the bars. Just nearby. Just yeah. like, just stay here for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm um, leaving. Do you want to leave too? Yes. Let's leave Green Dolphin Street Prison. They look into the camera, noble music yeah. playing in the background. Like, way too noble music. We're breaking out of prison. da 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 Prison break, coming soon. Meanwhile, at Lucky L Convenience Store that night, because Lucky Land was the production company that made the JoJo's Bar Major anime. Classic. Father Pucci is sitting outside on a bench having a migraine. And he's like... He's sweating heavily. He's just, he can't handle the sheer power that he has A woman leaves the store. She's got a big bag of groceries. Like, look at this little freak watching her leave. That's the store owner. Yeah, just staring out at the beautiful woman leaving. That's what I... Okay, when I worked at the Pines, which is the local deli in the, in the hills, yeah. I would do that. With that many other people still in the store? Mm. You know what, never mind. This guy's got some boundary issues. Oh no, maybe he's just the doorman. Oh, like the greeter? Yeah, and he's just like... I, don't I get paid sub-minimum wage for this. And it's like, why? Well, we live in... Um, America. So- something... <laughs> I only no. recently learned that Americans, it's like not standard to get like public holidays and paid time off. Yeah. That's fucked. It's fucked so up. your shit out, America. Like, it's crazy over there. It's a Wild West, still. Wow. The <laughs> home of the Wild West is the, the Wild, Wild West. West. I know. Except ironically, the East also is wild. Props to this though. Look at this big, delicious anime bread. 
Oh, yeah, I'll love a good baguette of bread mm. and anime. And she's got six large eggs in a six large egg carton. And you joked, you were like, oh, six large eggs. And I was like... I did, I joked, joked that. And then it falls out. It falls out on a weird angle. It comes up, mm. somehow, gains buoyancy, mm-hmm. and as it arcs down, hurtling towards the tiles, imminent to, it's to breakage. by Father Pucci, who's wearing a fancy hat. Oh, a, fa- a fancy cowboy. He takes it off and it's never seen again. <laughs> Please tell me it is seen. I don't think it's seen again. Oh, fuck my life. So the cowboy hat falls away. I don't think it's a cowboy hat. It's such a cowboy hat. It's just like a wide-brimmed priest hat. Yeah, a Wild West cowboy priest hat. And he's like, she's like, Father, thank you for catching my eggs. Well, now that ain't no problem. Hey, are you feeling okay? And he's like, yes. I'm okay. And he reaches out to touch her for some reason. Well, he's going (laughs) to put the eggs back, but he needs something to hold on to while he's doing it because he's collapsing. And near his, near, as his hand approaches her hand, her watch goes haywire. His, like, stand fingers superimpose out of his hand and, like, electricity shoots out of them into the watch. Her nails begin to grow wildly. Yes. As though... And, And the watch hands are turning very quickly. As though at... An accelerated rate. Accelerated? Accelerated. That's a word. Accelerated. 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 It's, it's the same word. It's the word accelerated. You can say it, you know. Oh, here's, here's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. They weren't six large eggs in the manga. Another manga anime difference. Mm-hmm. Removed the scene where apparently she's a shoplifter in the uh, manga. Oh. Uh, and in the manga she has a baby. Uh, ooh. And they removed the scene where the shoplifter's baby is affected by Poochie's new power, wherein half of the baby's face appears to be a grown adult man. Why did they remove that? <laughs> Why did they remove that? Of all the things to remove, we've had... Cat man, or dog man, dog face man, human face dog oh, man. So many part one throwbacks this oh, week. And yet we remove baby man? Come on now. We had part three with, with baby Paul stand. Ruff. Yeah. With baby stand? Little baby stand? Yeah. Paul Nareff had a, had a fully grown man's face, didn't he? What? When he was DH? Yeah. No, he's going to have a Paul Nareff face. Oh. Baby face. Oh. Maybe that's the final taboo of JoJo's is... A man with the face of a baby? No, no, a baby with the face of a oh, man. Okay. A man with the face of a baby I can deal with. Um, so he, like, yeah, her nails are growing uncontrollably. What's going on there? He freaks out and leaves. And here's her shriek as she looks down at the eggs. Which, which have, have fallen to and the And have, like, little horrific baby eggs. They're kind of, like, half-baby, half-raw. Baby eggs. Yeah. Baby chickens. <laughs> baby eggs. Oh, my favourite. So they're all starting to hatch, but they're still all sort of half-raw and still, like... Oh no, they, they haven't been, uh, not gestated, what's the word? Fertilised. Fertil- they haven't been fertilised properly, oh my god. A stand. White snake is lo- no longer my stand ability. Something else is inside me. But what? <gasps> oh my god. I feel terrible. <laughs> um, and then he just sort of begins reciting. Yeah, the so he says, no, this power, it's beyond my control, but this power carries hope. Oh, that's I can at least feel hope with this power. Jesus. Dio's memory, Jotaro's memory, Dio's. Meme inside Jotaro's memory. It's so dumb. It's North so... latitude, 28 degrees, 24 minutes. West longitude, 80 degrees, 36 minutes. That's where heaven will be. This where location is, is... Where is it? Cape Canaveral. The location is Cape Canaveral, Kennedy Space Center. I need to know if they launch rockets from Kennedy Space Center. I need well, Nick, to know. Let's learn a bit about Kennedy Space Center. Oh my god. This is from the NASA.gov website. Ooh, love a good bit of NASA. Kennedy Space Center is one of ten NASA field centers. It's a private, uh, it's a premier multi-user spaceport with more than 90 private sector partners and nearly 250 partnership agreements. The presence of commercial companies at NASA's Kennedy Space Center is larger than ever before, enabling us to embark on a new era of space exploration. Although Kennedy is the agency's main launch site, the center also is home to facilities that research and develop innovative solutions that government and commercial space ventures need for working and living on the surfaces of the moon and other bodies in our solar system. So yes, it's the main launch site for NASA. Jesus Christ. We're going to space, Liam. <laughs> We're going to fucking space. At last. It's, it's going to be what I mistakenly thought part three was before I read Jojo and learned it was called Stardust Crusaders. Oh, man. So, oh, oh, I am just, I'm so, new moon, Liam. New moon. 
New moon, new pricks. Oh new planet? Question mark. No, new moon. We're not going to Mars. We're going to the moon. Oh. Because didn't he say the moon has to be right or something as well? It's got to be the new moon. It's got to be the new moon. So he's going to make a brand new moon. <laughs> and he's looking at he's looking at space and he's got his big star hair situation. And that's the end of the episode. We're going to space. It's like, it's going to happen. How else can you attain heaven? Exactly. Is, is it, so is attaining heaven just achieving space flight? But at the time, Dio was like, there's no way of knowing. Because oh, he's from the 1800s. Yeah, so. literally Poochie's like, I, I could tell him. That we've that, been to the moon. That we have rockets, but like, I don't know if he knows. And I don't want to, I don't want to be a dick. What year did uh, man land on the moon? 1960 something. Okay, so yeah. it definitely happened by that point. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But like, Poochie would have been like, well, I don't really like the news. It's really depressing. And, yeah. You know, it's this constant it's kind of feed. apolitical. Yeah. I don't think the moon landing was real, I think. <laughs> yeah. It was a stand delusion. <laughs> um, yeah. Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. Ugh. So, Liam, what a fucking episode. Yeah. What an absolute banger of a JoJo's app. Highlights and lowlights. My highlight is really difficult to figure yes. out. Uh, I want to say... I want to say my highlight is going to be the binary bit. Just because math. <laughs> Fucking math. You're nothing if not consistent. Exactly. Like binary. Ah, well, binary isn't necessarily consistent, but you know. My highlight mm-hmm. is... <laughs> this. I mean, look, this is a good app. You have to admit it's is a it? good app. I really feel like this, this, these last two episodes could have been one episode. Or no episodes, and we could have just skipped the whole thing. No, like, no, no. This is just I mean, it, it's the crucial fulcrum upon which they escape the prison. To be fair, we didn't need any of this to escape. Well, I guess now we've convinced all the guards that we don't exist. Exactly. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Uh, my highlight is uh, Jolene, those early moments where she starts to turn the table on Mew Mew, mm-hmm. and you see the shock in Mew Mew's face. As she deflected those first three bullets, mm. she's like, oh no, maybe I'm not invincible and I am going to get my shit kicked in. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, so many bullet moments. Low lights. My low light is when she looks in the water and goes, water is one I like that. Image. I hate it. I hate it. Ugh. My low light is when she, uh, is when Mew Mew goes invisible for no reason. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, it's like, you can't remember me. It's like, yeah, but I can see. You can't even see me because but you're too busy seeing other people. So dumb. Mimi was like, Jolene, I think you should see other people. But, um, yeah. Great app. Great app. <laughs> oh. I'm, I, I'm ironically, I actually fucking love this because I was having a conversation with, um, like, a couple of people last night at a party. Wow. That's right. I went to a party and there's nothing you can do to stop me. Um, and they were getting, re- they're really into like Brandon Sanderson, right? He's Famous. the name of the wind? He, no, no, that's Patrick Rothfuss. Brandon Sanderson is like Way of Kings, Mistborn and Stormlight Archives or whatever okay. it is. Um, I haven't read him. He's, he's like well-known fantasy author for writing books. Like, is he the thing. Mormon one? Yes. Yes. That's him. Um, and he's apparently very good. At what he does. Okay. Um, but when I read like one of his books, I got halfway through and was like, this feels like it was written by a 14 year old. I can't get through this. And everyone was like, you have to get through the book because it all check off guns. Whereas, um, whereas Jojo's feels like it was written by a 14 year old. And yet the prose is surprisingly <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> so like they, they were basically getting like super, as they are to do super passionate about it's like, a lot of modern media just doesn't set things up anymore. It's like you have a Marvel film where everything just kind of happens one scene ago and it's not like you get the clues as you're going along and then everything comes back at the very end and you're like, oh, it was all there. It was all foreshadowed. Oh my God, it's amazing. You know, like that level of stuff. I'll um, take your word for it. Now, where was I going with I this? I don't know. Uh, fucking, yep. Nick's so, been, uh, oh, that's right. I hit Nick with jailhouse lock about a third of the way through that story. <laughs> so, um, they were just like, a lot of media really fails because it's just really dumb. This is the counter argument where even though it's really dumb, I'm still like, I'm so fully Absolutely, invested yeah. in this dumb bullshit. It's, it's, it's done sufficient groundwork in getting us to buy into stupid bullshit that at this point we'll accept anything. I mean, to be fair, there wasn't much buy-in required. But, like, even the level of stupidity in this episode, I'm like, you know what? 
it's so far down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am all the fuck in. Like, it's that, it's this dumb that I'm like, okay, this is, yep. Well, Nick, you may be all the way in, but our heroes are all the way out of prison. prison? Oh. And Father Pucci is too. Oh. Um, Hate that. They're pursuing him as he makes his way to Kennedy Space Center before the new moon. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Mm -hmm. part six, Stone Ocean, in the episode entitled... We're off to the moon. Bohemian Rhapsody, part one. Part one? Ooh. Okay, so obviously Poochie's going to go to Kennedy Space Center. Um, Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm hanging on. There's more stand users. There's always more stand users. That's one thing we can be sure of. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. That, that, hmm. Hmm, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, Look, well, Nick, Nick, is it a simple question? All right, so... so <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> After this episode. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, in my head, there's not going to be a prison break now because we've kind of... We're going to do it off screen. Yeah, I mean, that's what this episode was. Yes, but, like, I'm a bit like, so are we just going to get Weather Report and Anasui at any point here or are they just going to stay in the prison? It could go either way, really. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're done with them. I think we are, which is kind of like, <laughs> what? Um... Uh, my god, what the fuck's gonna happen? Okay, okay. So they're gonna be like, where's Father Poochie going? Yeah. Oh, we've got the disc. How do we read the disc? No fucking clue. They have read the discs in the past. Have they? Yeah. Okay, so they're gonna... You just kind of mash it into your head. Yeah, yeah. and so they'll, they'll be like, <laughs> wait a minute, I need the information to know where he's going. They get the information about, like, these are the words, this is the latitude and longitude, and then they'll be like, oh, he must be heading that way. Sure, but yeah. on the way, on the highway bit, or the, the road road. The long road stretching between Green Dolphin Street and be a, mainland Florida. There'll be a, a, a stand user who's like, you fool. You can't pass my special road. Exactly. You see, <laughs> <laughs> the stand is the road. Wow. Um, no, it'll be something like, uh, oh, we have to drive out of here, steal that car. But then on their way the stand user will be, like, some remote stand yeah. guy who's watching, like... Oh, he's oh, not going to be, like, yeah. a hitchhiker. No, no, no. He'll just be, like, some guy watching being, like, oh, yes, they're on the road. Something will come out of the water and try to attack them, and they're, like, wait, but if it came out of the water, we're surrounded by water oh on all God. sides. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I reckon will happen. Okay, and why is it called Bohemian Rhapsody? What a um, stupid question. Why are any stands called anything? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a music reference for a start. <laughs> uh... But the thing that gets me is that Bohemian Rhapsody has that one bit in it where it says Galileo, who was a renowned astronomer back in... Wow. Who knows when. That's who right. knows when. That's right. I remember shit. Um, I don't know what he did, but I remember something about Galileo. Uh, so he... Oh, I don't want to say they're going to reach the space center for a while. Okay. Because I feel like he's going to try... has been built and, up a fair bit. Yeah, he's going to try and get to space, but he has to fail in the end, right? Surely he can't actually reach the moon. Or heaven. I don't like how you're looking at me like... He never said he's yeah. going to the moon. But he's going to heaven. Yeah. On this day, Easter Sunday, <laughs> he's going to heaven. Oh, God. Um. So, I, I honestly now think that attaining heaven is just... Going to space. Going to space. It's a logical deduction. Wait, does Dio know about cars? I doubt it. Okay. Because I just something in my mind. I'm gonna just like, go ahead and clear it up for you. Cars never comes back. Okay. All right. Um, Other than, of course, in the Jorge Joestar novelization yeah, 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 yeah. where he lands on Mars 36 times. Mm. Um. God, I don't. Ooh. I guess we're not gonna reach the Candy Space Center for a while because he is also walking. So you know, <laughs> it's, it's gonna take a while. But maybe, like, on the way we'll get a stand encounter on the road, then we'll get a stand encounter, maybe, like... And who... I don't know what Pale Snake's gonna... Or, or what Father Pucci's gonna do to be, like, find them, because he's, he's having a pretty bad migraine. Yeah, I was about to ask you, like, where is he getting these stand users yeah. from? So before he was drawing from the prison population. Yeah. Mm. Well, now it must just be, like, random stand users who are like, hey, you can't go this way, you're a prisoner. Whoop, disc in head. Yeah. Or something to that effect, right? Um... What about, yeah. like, the law? Are they going to be on the run from the cops because they broke out of prison? Well, no one can remember who they were. That's, no, I mean, they couldn't see them. 
Yeah. I have had the memory of Jolene Cujo as a prisoner True. still I guess, exists. I guess they still have detailed records yeah. on their computers. And, um, I guess... No, but like, like they can remember her. Yeah. I guess, like, there'll be... There might be, like, a bit with a... Pol- what? Oh, no, the old police officer who they got in a fistfight with is definitely dead. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, dead. he's gone. Uh, I was thinking maybe he comes back in, like... One of those really stupid... Uh, like, and he's got like a metal jaw on now. Exactly. And he's like, you forget American technology. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll just kind of be like, we got to keep a low profile. Change your clothes. Change your outfits. Take off your coats that have the name of the prison on them. But this is my favourite coat. Take it off. Yeah, I reckon that'll probably happen. A lot of people that are like civilians won't recognise them, obviously. But they'll be trying to keep like a low profile on the streets. Yep. Um... But I don't think any police officers are going to find them. I think it'll just be like random stand users. Sure, yeah. That, Makes sense. Yeah. That might even just be like, I just need to sh- expose you to the police mm. officers. But then that'll never happen. So. Well, we'll find out yeah. all of that and more next time on JoJo's World. But until then, to, to be, be continued. continued.